listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. But I'm going to talk to you in this broadcast about the, uh, well, it's not only this, but I'm going to give you just seven powerful blessings that come upon your life when your life is pleasing unto the Lord. When you're, and and that's why we're on the day nine. Good morning, Heather. We're on day nine of fasting and prayer. Uh, We're almost there. Congratulations to every person that's been faithful to stay on the fast and pray. You're almost halfway through this thing already. I mean, that's how quickly time is going. Abasa, God bless you. Good morning, Luenda. I love you too. Pam, good morning. We're almost halfway through this fast and uh, God's moving. I mean, he is moving and I pray that he's moving in your life as well and in your family. Uh, but we're going to talk in a very, about a very unpopular topic uh, in this day and age, and that is holiness. When your life is pleasing unto the Lord, blessings are promised to you. No question about it. I was listening to Pastor Enoch Adeboye preach a message one time that stuck with me. I mean, to this day, how powerful it was. Uh, and he preached a message entitled The Master Key. And if you have time, I encourage you to go back to YouTube and search that, Enoch Adeboye, The Master Key, and watch that message. So powerful. And what he, um, what he was teaching on was that there are many keys to the kingdom. You know, faith is a key. Prayer is a key. The, so there's many keys to the kingdom, but the point he was making was none of those keys are the master key that opens every door. He said, because with faith, for example, there are things that can cause your faith to not work. We know that. Uh, Of course, the Bible says faith works by love, Galatians 5, 6. So if you're not walking in love, then your faith can't function properly. Um, And so if you're double-minded, the Bible says in James chapter 1, then your faith can't function properly and you shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. So faith is a key, but it's not the master key. Prayer is the same way. There are things that will cause your prayers to be unanswered. And the Bible teaches that. Uh, And by the way, just a a shameless plug, we have already a course on answered prayer in Miracle Word University that will stir up your faith and teach you what the Bible says about prayer. And then this month, in just a couple of weeks, we're dropping the brand new course, Mountain Moving Faith on Miracle Word University. If you've not checked out Miracle Word U, let me encourage you that after the broadcast is over to go to MiracleWordTheLetterU.com. Miracle Word U, we have online courses that we're making available to you to build your faith and to give you scriptural insight and knowledge so that you can learn the doctrines of the Bible from a Pentecostal perspective. And uh, it is very needed right now in the body of Christ, and I know it'll bless you. This month, Mountain Moving Faith is going to be released. And uh, I'm telling you, I felt the power of God as I was filming those courses before I left on this trip. And uh, they're all finished and being edited and getting ready to go up in the school. And it is going to be awesome. So those two subjects will seriously bless you, but they're not the master key. And then Pastor Adeboye preached that the master key that opens every door, door 
um, is is holiness. Frank is asking, how, uh, or uh, Luenda is asking, how is Enoch Adeboye's last name spelled? It's A-D-E-B-O-Y-E. A-D-E-B-O-Y-E. Adeboye. Um, it'll bless you. And so I want to show you this today, and it's going to be powerful. Uh, that's why I asked you to share, because people need to hear this message on how you can access the supernatural blessings of God. Let me just say, God is not foolish. God is not stupid. He is eternally wise. And he does not bless the unfaithful with the faithful. God does not bless the unfaithful with the faithful. He doesn't bless the disobedient with the obedient. See, because this Bible is not a book of promises, just so you know, this is not a book of promises. This is a book of covenants, and there's a difference. There is a difference. It's a book of covenants. A promise is one-sided. I want you to know, love you, Sean, um, a promise is one-sided, and I've used this example before. If I were to say to you, I'll be at your house today at 3 o'clock to cut the grass, or if you're up north, to shovel the snow. And that's a promise, which means it's based upon my integrity. You have to do nothing because I made you a promise. And I said, listen, no matter what you do, at 3 o'clock today, I'll be at your house to cut the grass or shovel snow. And so that's a promise. A covenant is two-sided. A covenant says, if you'll do this, I'll do this. That's a covenant. And so that's what the Bible is. The Bible is a book of covenants. It's God saying, if you'll do this, then I will do this. And that's why it requires faithfulness and obedience. Because without faithfulness and obedience to the covenant, God is not required to do his part of the covenant. Every covenant is two-sided. And it requires action to take what the covenant promises. And so God is saying, if you'll do this, I'll do this. Let me give you a perfect example um, of what I mean by covenant, where it's two-sided and not one-sided. You could read Deuteronomy chapter 28. Good morning, Mindy. Love you. Billion, good to see you. Dawn, um, you could read Deuteronomy 28, okay? Everyone loves to read Verses 1 through 14, you'll be blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Your basket will be blessed. Your storehouse will be blessed. Everybody loves to read those. But remember, Deuteronomy 28 is not promises. They're not promises. They were a covenant God was making with his people. Listen to how it starts because it's important. Deuteronomy 28.1. And if you faithfully obey, you see that, the voice of the Lord your God being careful to do all his commandments that I commanded you today. The Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. So stop right there. Just verse 1 shows us what God's doing. He's not giving them promises. He's setting up a covenant. And they have a part and he has a part. He says all you've got to do is obey the voice of the Lord your God and be careful to do all the commandments that I command you today. So their part is obedience to the covenant instructions of God. And after their obedience to the covenant, 
God said, after I see your obedience, then I will set you on high above all the nations of the earth, literally. And so I found that interesting. I heard Bishop Hoyt Depo teaching one time, and he said, see that? God said, if you obey all the commandments, I'll set you above all nations. And he said, you obey some commandments, you'll be above some nations. You obey a a few commandments, you'll be above few nations. No commandments equals no nations. And so God was saying, if you obey all the things I'm commanding you to do, there will be nobody above you. I will set you high above all the nations of the earth. The Bible is a book of covenants. It's a book of covenants. And so it's important to understand that when we go to read these things, because now you begin to understand why holiness is so important. Holiness is simply, now, if anybody has broken down holiness to you in the wrong way, I'm going to easily define it for you today because uh, man-made holiness has crept through the body of Christ for years. And we have people trying to dictate to you what holiness actually is. You know, when you hear holiness, when some people hear holiness, you know what they hear? Well, I know what, I know what it's like to be a part of a holiness church. You know, girls don't wear makeup or jewelry or pants. And so some people in America, when they hear holiness, they equate that to um, maybe the United Pentecostal Church or the Apostolic Church. And they say, well, I know what that means. Holiness means, you know, no cable in your house. It means no makeup. It means no uh, jewelry. It means, you know, wearing... Uh, only men wear pants and women wear dresses. And that's not what holiness is. That's not what holiness is. That's what some man has decided is holiness. But the only one who can decide what holiness is, is the Lord God. So let me give you a very simple uh, description and definition of what holiness truly is. And I want you to put it in the comments. Holiness is simply obedience to God's written word. Holiness is simply obedience to God's written word. That's all it is. That is literally all it is. It's not complex. It's very simple. Holiness is simply obedience to God's written word. If you obey what you read in this book and put it into practice in your life, you will be living holy. You'll be living holy. And so I want you to pop that in the comments section. Holiness is simply obedience to God's written word. That's it. It's not complex. It's not hard to figure out. It's not difficult. As I heard one guy say, you don't have to be a rocket surgeon. Anyway, um, you understand holiness. Holiness is very, very simple. It is simply obeying. God's written word with your life. And so in that uh, vein of thought, we're going to go today and I'm going to give you seven powerful blessings that come upon people who simply obey God's written word with their life. They obey God's written word with their life. And that should be all of our goal. Should be our goal as believers. I want to obey what God wants me to do. I don't want to do what I want to do. I want, I want to do what he wants me to do. Remember this. It's a very uh, important thing to remember when you're thinking about holiness. Uh, yes, godliness is the same thing, Luenda. Godliness is the same thing. It's obedience to God's written word. Holiness, godliness. 
And so it's something God expects of us as believers. But I want to say something to you because, you know, people in this generation, there's a lot of these movements going on where people are all, you know, this, you, this is my body. You can't tell me what to do with my body. I'm sure you've heard that. We hear that a lot in the feminist movement. This is my body. You can't tell me what to do with my body. It's my own. So I have choices about what I'm going to do with my body. That's not actually true. It's not your body. Because in fact, the Bible teaches that Jesus Christ purchased your body when he died on the cross and rose again. The Bible says you're not your own. You have been bought with a price. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. No Christian man or woman should ever say, this is my body and I can do whatever I want with it. It's this, this body allows me to make choices for myself that no government can make for me, nobody can make for me. You shouldn't do that because you don't have the choice over your body. You don't have choice over your body. Your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. And the reason it belongs to the Lord is because he bought you. He purchased you. Yeah, Keisha, the reason I wrote the written word, holiness is simply obedience to God's written word, and I know he still has a spoken word. I want you to know this, and I, let me, I'm glad that Keisha put that in, in quotations. Let me explain to you why I said to his uh, written word versus his spoken word, because we still believe the Holy Spirit is speaking today, without question. I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking today. But remember this, because it's vitally important, the Holy Spirit will never speak to you privately to do something that contradicts his written word. The Holy Spirit will never speak to you privately by a leading of the Spirit to go and do something that's contrary to his written word. This Bible is the final say for every man and woman's life. This is the standard for every man and woman. So the reason I say holiness is simply obedience to the written word is because even his spoken word will never contradict his written word. And so understand this today, the holiness that we're talking about, this obedience, you have to understand the reason why it's so vital. I don't belong to me. I belong to God. My body belongs to God. That's right. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20, Ariana put it in the comments. You've been bought with a price. Your body is not your own. When he shed his blood for me. That's why, you know, we talk about things like abortion. Abortion is not a woman's right to choose. You don't have the right. Because understand this, your body is not yours. And the body that's growing inside you is not yours. Think about that for a moment. According to 1 Corinthians 6.20. The body that you have is not yours, and the body growing inside you is not yours. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. And so I honor God in my body, the Bible teaches. In fact, let's go there. I want to show you that whole passage because Paul's teaching on the body, on the physical body, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Listen to this. Very, very interesting. Uh, the Bible says in verse 19, and he's, he's condemning here sexual sin that people are doing obviously with their bodies. And then he says this, or do you not know, verse 19, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you? 
whom you have from God. You are not your own. Verse 20, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Why? Because it's not your body, it's his. It's his body. He purchased you. And so, yeah, exactly, Don. It is a murder of a child, of an actual life. It's like you look now, it's like ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, now, now I just saw it again this morning, but her, uh, her name is blanking on me. But Michelle, um, oh, I could go back and look it up. But during the Golden Globes, literally got up, held up her Golden Globe Award and said, if it weren't for me being able to have pro-choice and murder, you know, she didn't say it in these words, but she said, unless I had the right to choose and have an abortion, I would not be able to continue my acting career and won this Golden Globe Award. Wow. Hope you enjoy that little cheap golden statue over the baby that you murdered. You know, it's like ridiculous. It's not your body, and, it, and the body in you is not your body. Jesus Christ shed his blood and purchased you. So you understand that the power of God that purchased you means that I now belong to Jesus. And if I belong to Jesus, then guess what? I have to obey his word and honor him even in my physical body honor him even in my physical body. And so today we're talking about pleasing with our lives, please him with my body, please him with my thoughts, and please him with my actions and my words. So today I want to show you something. <clears throat> Go with me to Psalm 84. Psalm 84, <clears throat> and I want to read you verse 11. And this is not even starting the seven. I'll give them to you right after this. But I want to start as that with this being our text. Take a moment, share the broadcast. This is this is going to change you today. This is this is interesting. Verses ten and eleven of Psalm eighty four. Listen, David writes: For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God then dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield, and the Lord bestows favor and honor. And no good thing does he withhold from those that walk uprightly. From those that walk uprightly. So hear that when you walk according to the commands of God. The Bible teaches he will not withhold any good thing from your life. Not one. Not one. So what was Pastor Attaboya preaching? That when you please God with your life, when you live in holiness, when you obey his written word with your actions, guess what? There will not be one blessing that God will withhold from your life. Not one. Not one. And this, people say, well, that's Old Testament. It's mirrored in the New Testament. Matthew 6, 33. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. These things will be added unto you. So the same principle that's found in Psalm 84, 11 is the same principle that's found in Matthew 6, if you'll just walk uprightly, live and seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then guess what? 
all these other things that people are dying to get, that people are working three jobs to get, will just be added unto you. You'll not have to run around trying to find them. They'll just be added unto you. It's a wonderful thing. Literally, people will seek you out. I was discussing this last night with Sean uh, SP that came up from Columbus, Georgia, uh, and we were sitting at the table talking about honoring God with our gifts and talents. And one of the things that we talked about, we were talking, because he's a keyboard player and does worship, and I'm a keyboard player. I've done worship for years. And one of the things that I said, and I wrote this in the book that I released called Unhang Your Harp, um, how praise opens the door to every blessing God has prepared for you. But one of the things I said was, I made a promise to God at the beginning of learning the keyboard and stepping into worship. And basically, this is what I said to God. I said, Lord, if you will anoint me and empower me to play the piano, the organ, the keyboard, to worship you and let my mind learn and let me excel in advance, I will dedicate this gift to you and it'll be for no one else. And so what I told him was, I said, Lord, if you'll do that for me, if you'll bless me with this gift and increase me, you'll never see me playing in a bar band. You'll never see me playing a coffee house. You'll never see me playing in clubs. You'll never see me playing on cruise ships unless, you know, unless, you know, I'm doing a a praise and worship set on a cruise ship, but I'm not going to go out there and prostitute my gift to make a few extra dollars. You know, it's like I heard a... I heard a pastor tell me, he was like, you know, we had a praise and worship leader that we had to fire because I found out later that he and the band were coming into the church on Saturday evening, breaking down all of the music equipment and then going out and playing bars through Saturday night and then coming back and setting up early, early Sunday morning, just in time (coughs) to play the Sunday morning service. So the whole team has literally been all out all night playing in bars for money and then coming back in with God's equipment into God's house and trying to worship God. It doesn't work like that. And of course, those people are removed now from ministry. But it doesn't work like that. You can't prostitute your gift and expect God to bless you. I said, God, if you will just honor me and if you will just literally honor me with giving me this gift, I will honor you by giving it back to you only. And I've, I've upheld that. For now, at 21 years, I think it's been, 20, 21 years, I've said, Lord, this is going to be what I'll do if you'll bless me. And he blessed me, and I've been faithful to it. I've never played a bar. I don't even go to bars, but I've never played a bar. I've never played a club. I don't go to those either, but I've never played a club gig. I've never, I don't go in and play coffee houses, you know, and do Coldplay and Sam Smith. And, you know, I, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's not worth prostituting my gift I mean, can you imagine God gives you an eternal gift and just to make $150, $200, you go sit for a few hours and play secular music. It's not going to happen. Why? I'm honoring God with what he's given me. I'm honoring God. I'm walking in such a way that my life is pleasing unto the Lord, pleasing unto the Lord. And so because I've honored God like that, this, he's allowed me to go all over the world with this gift. He's taken me to places I could have never gotten by myself. And the same will happen for you. The Bible says, no good thing will God withhold from those that walk uprightly. You know what happens as a result of that? 
things that I used, I would have had to purchase and buy on my own. I've had people just ship it to me in the mail. It's supernatural. It's like things that I've seen, like I'll just be on YouTube and say, oh, there's this new keyboard that came out. Man, I'd really like to have that keyboard. That's a really nice keyboard. And instead of me going out and spending $2,000 and without me telling anybody, I get a massive box in the mail from somebody. I'm like, what's this? Because I had no idea that they were even sending me anything. And I take a box cutter and cut the thing open, and it's the very keyboard that I was looking at. And it's sitting there in my house. Wow. It was just added unto me. I didn't have to go drop two grand on a keyboard. Somebody just said, you know what? The Lord spoke to someone and said, buy that keyboard for Brother Ted. And I never asked them to. I didn't even know they were doing it. But when a man's or a woman's ways please the Lord, the Bible says when they walk uprightly, God will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will not hold back any good thing from those that walk uprightly. And that'll be your story in Jesus' name. So let me give you uh, seven things that take place for those that please the Lord with their lives. Number one, found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. The first powerful blessing that comes on people who please the Lord with their life. And if those of you that are watching, I want you to put these with the number, numbered in the comments section. Number one. The first thing that happens for those that please the Lord with their life, number one, all things work for their good. All things work for their good. Put it in the comments. That's number one. And the verse is Romans 8, 28. All things work together for their good. Let's read it. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good. Not for everybody. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So notice this, that all things don't work together for good for everybody. Not for everybody. But for those that love God. For those that love God. And if you've been on this broadcast for any period of time, or if you've listened to my podcast for any period of time, you'll know what loving God truly means doesn't mean you say, I love God. No, that's not what it means. It's defined in John 14, 21. John 14, 21 defines love for God. Jesus said, whoever has my commandments and obeys them, it is he who loves me. And because he loves me, he will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So the, the definition of loving God is obeying his word. And that's what we're teaching today. When you please God with your life by obeying his word, guess what happens? Number one, all things work together for your good. All things work together for your good. I was sharing this testimony uh, this last week about what God just recently did for my wife and I. Um, as many of you know, if you follow the broadcast and follow our uh, ministry, God blessed us with a new home uh, in the month of May. And so I had been gone and literally I had been traveling so much last year that there was like, I wasn't even home. I was in other nations. I was over in Alaska. I was up in uh, Saskatchewan. I was just gone nonstop. 
And uh, the home that we were in was was we were renting. As soon as we moved to Florida, we started renting a home until we got the lay of the land and found out what we wanted. And uh, while we were renting, uh, in a very inconvenient time, uh, the owner of the home decided he wanted to sell the home. So he asked us to move out so he could prepare it to sell. So we had to, within five weeks, find a place uh, to live, um, purchase it, all that stuff. And so God blessed us with this home. And let me tell you, he did bless us with it. And it's a blessing. But when we moved in, we found that there were a couple of things that uh, weren't done properly as people who owned the home previously were refurbishing, remodeling it. And so we went away um, for Thanksgiving. And this was just this Thanksgiving. We went up to West Virginia to be with my parents for the Thanksgiving holiday. And when we came back from Thanksgiving, we were in our bedroom and we, my wife started walking in her closet. And in the closet, this, it was, there's like hardwood laminate on the floor. And as she's walking on the hardwood, the, the water started coming up from the wood. She started walking and she's like, this cannot be good. And so we're like, there's somehow there's a leak either coming up through the slab of the home or somehow in the walls we found there's some sort of a leak going on in our house that's now starting to try to ruin the, the hardwood. And so we go in and we call somebody over to to check it out. Well, they, t- they tore up the floor and they found that in the walls, the water pipes, there had been a something that had been just burst or whatever. It was like... Uh, just degraded burst and water was running down through the wall and into the closets uh, in under the wood, which is not good. And so they came in and ripped up all, because they didn't know how long it had been happening, all this stuff, they had to do mold tests. It was a whole hassle. And so ended up, I had to tear out uh, wood from both of our closets, our hallway, all kind of stuff. So most people look at that and say, well, I can't, well, what an attack. We're sitting here having to go through this. I've been out preaching all year, pleasing God with my, with my life in this ministry. And now I come home and my house is being torn up. And so we put in this insurance claim. This is a supernatural thing. And so there was a, there was a clause in the insurance documents and in the insurance contract that I didn't even know about. So when the adjusters came out to look at our house, he said, well, hold on a second. He said, this wood that you have on the floor that goes through your whole bedroom, this wood runs throughout your entire house. It's in every room. It goes up the stairs, up into your second floor, into every room. He said, and what you need to understand is that if you have a surface floor that's been laid, that there's no break, it runs uh, continuously through your house, that if it's torn up, then by our own contract, the insurance company has to pay you for the entire floor of the entire house, not just your bedroom, not just the little closet area that was damaged by water, but for the entire house. And then because they had to cut into some of the wall because of the, um, the water damage that had been running down the wall and under the floor, because they had to cut into that wall, he also found that the same paint job had been done not only in our bedroom, but had been done continuously without a break throughout the entire house. And so the same contract applied there uh, in the document because that paint ran through the entire house. They don't just have to pay to repaint our closets. The insurance company has to pay to repaint the entire house on the inside, upstairs and down because of the fact. So the check that they will cut will be a check that will not just pay for a little bit
of wood flooring in some closets in a little hallway. But it'll be a check that pays for wood flooring throughout the entire house, upstairs and down, including staircases. And a check that will include them paying for paint for the entire house, upstairs and down. And a check that will include them paying for all of the work and construction that's going to be done. And everything, something that was just small, Something that looked like a little attack. Something that looked like it was just there to steal our peace. And we come back from a full year of nonstop traveling and preaching. And we come back and now the floors are leaking and the walls are leaking. And you think, well, this looks like it's some stupid little attack. And look what the Bible says. All things work together for good to them that love God. Hallelujah. And are called according to his purpose. And so now... By the power of the Holy Ghost, our bathroom, because see that thing even extended into the bathroom where where we were. And so I find this interesting because God gives you the desires of your heart. And let me tell you, we were extremely thankful when God blessed us with this house. But you know how it is, anybody that moves into a house, everybody's got different taste. And there were a few things that I know Carolyn would have liked to be done a little bit differently. And isn't this interesting that not only did God bless us with a house that we moved into, but just to ensure that my wife got exactly what she wanted in the desires of her heart, God allowed us to now be able to redo anything that we want without even having to pay for it ourselves literally redo anything that we want to the whatever see I'm one of those guys like I'm like you know if it's got if it's got a bed and a floor I'm good you know I'm like very I'm very simple and uh and my wife is not by any means you know a diva or high maintenance she's like the opposite of that but she you know women would care more about the aesthetic than a man would that's just common knowledge and uh now because of the blessing of the lord something that looked like it was there to just ruin ruin uh, our floors ruin our house and cause us to be irritated and sit around walking on cement for you know a month and a half now god has turned that all in our favor and there's going to be a check put in my hand by hallelujah and now the man's the Bible says when a man's ways please the Lord guess what happens the Bible teaches that all things work together for the good of those who love God number one and are called according to his purpose that's you and that's me when our ways please the Lord what does that mean when we obey his word then as I read in Psalm 84:11 he will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Hallelujah. He will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Number one, all things will work together for your good. Number two, the second thing that happens when you please the Lord with your life is the Bible teaches in Proverbs chapter 16, and I want you to turn there, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 7. Listen to this, Proverbs 16, 7. Number two, your enemies will be at peace with you. That's the second blessing of holiness. Your enemies will be at peace with you. Verse seven of of Proverbs 16. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Hallelujah. You'll not be living in strife, issues, fighting, bickering, all kinds of people coming against you, trying to destroy you, work against you, whatever, witchcraft. It doesn't. The Bible says even your enemies will be at peace with you. 
Psalms, uh, Proverbs 16, 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies, hallelujah. That means that whoever was out to destroy me, whatever was out to cause me uh, uh, harm, uh, whatever was out to cause me irritation, strife, stress, depression, whatever, it has to come to peace in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It must come to peace in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So number two, when your ways please the Lord, even your enemies, hallelujah, have to be at peace with you. Literally, I'm believing that your enemies will rise up and bless you in 2020 in Jesus' name. Literally, I'm believing that. I'm believing that those who spoke against you, those who worked against you, those who stood against you will literally show up at your house and bless you in 2020. Show up at your house and bless you because when a man's ways please the Lord, he will cause even his enemies to be at peace with him. I heard uh, Brother Shambach tell a story one time about a, a, a little woman that was living in an apartment complex and uh, she didn't have much money. And she got to a place where uh, her cupboards were kind of bare and she started to pray. She'd wake up and pray and say, Lord, I pray that you bless me. There's not enough. I don't have food to eat. I need you to bless me. I need you to bless me. Fill these cupboards with groceries. Fill my refrigerator with groceries. But the walls in the apartment complex were paper thin. And one of her neighbors was an atheist. And he just kept getting more and more angry every time she'd pray. He was so sick about hear, uh, hearing about God, of hearing about God. He was just like so tired. He was overwhelmed with listening to this woman pray and was sick of it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to teach her a lesson. So this atheist went to the grocery store, filled up two carts with groceries, came back to her house and put those groceries um, on the doorstep of her apartment, rang the doorbell and then jumped out into the bushes and, and waited hiding waited for to come out and she came out the door and saw those groceries just sitting there and couldn't believe, and she lifted her hands right on the doorstep and she said thank you lord thank you for providing groceries just like i prayed and so that he could debunk her myth about the reality of god the atheist jumped out of the bushes and said that's that's not true god did not bless you there is no God. He didn't bless you with these groceries. I bought them, and I'm an atheist, and I went to the grocery store, and I bought the groceries. And when she heard that, she started praising God even harder, and she said, thank you, God. Not only did you bless me, but you made the devil pay for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? Because one of man's ways, please the Lord, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. He will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. I'm believing 2020 is going to be a year that as you please the Lord with your life, everything that worked against you comes to an end and comes to peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, the third thing that happens when your ways please the Lord and you love God. Number three, God fights mightily on your behalf. God fights your battles for you. He fights mightily on your behalf. Go to 2 Chronicles 16. 2 Chronicles 16, and I'm going to read to you verse number 9, one of my favorite verses of Scripture. 2 Chronicles 16, 9, the third blessing. God fights mightily on your behalf. God fights mightily on your behalf. Listen to Psalm 16, 9. 
The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. One translation says that the eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro across the whole earth to show himself strong and mighty on behalf of those whose heart is turned toward him. When your heart is turned toward God, when your heart is loyal to God and you are pleasing him with your life, the Bible said his eyes find you and he begins to fight on your behalf. He begins to fight on your behalf. That's going to be your story in 2020. God is going to fight your battles for you in this new year of 2020 as you please him with your life. I remember hearing a story. There was a man that my grandfather used to have come and preach in his church. He was a missionary um, overseas in a Muslim nation. And um, I remember hearing this testimony that one day he said where he was ministering, there was a huge contingency of men that, that were you know, Muslim that did not want him preaching the gospel of Christ, did not want Christianity in their village or town or city. And so they had actively opposed him while he was there. And one, one morning, uh, there was a knock on his compound door. And when he went to open the door, all of those men were standing on his doorstep and asked him to lead them to Jesus. Literally asked, asked him. He didn't have to preach to him. They came to him and said, would you please help us to become Christians? We want to serve the God that you serve. And he was confused by this. He was like, well, why, what, why the change? Why the shift? You were vehemently opposed to what I was doing for the Lord here. And now you show up on my doorstep and you want to be saved? And they said, yeah, well, last night when you were holding your prayer meeting here in the compound, we had all decided that we'd had enough of you and had enough of all that you were doing here as a missionary. He said, so we all got our machetes and we came up here to the compound to break in and kill you and kill all the people here that you have with you. And they said, as we came up the hill and the front, to the front gates of your compound, there were two massive men dressed in white that were holding swords And we realized that we didn't have the strength or the power to overtake them. And so we realized that your God has power that our God doesn't have. And so we want to serve your God. God literally, as they were praying, God literally sent angels with weapons to protect them from people that were coming to murder them. What happened? God was fighting on their behalf. And as you saw from the story, God didn't even have to fight. Just them seeing his angelic forces was enough to turn every enemy back and send it back where it came from. In 2020, we're declaring, as my life is pleasing unto the Lord, God is fighting my battles for me in Jesus' name. God is fighting my battles for me in Jesus' name. Number four, and I, had, I read this verse of scripture to you a moment ago when we were defining what love for God truly is. It's obedience to God's word. It's simply obedience to God's written word. The Bible says in John 14, 21, and I'll give you this. This is number four. You are qualified for the manifestations of Christ. 
That's number four. You are qualified for the manifestations of Christ in your life. The manifestations of Christ. And so Jesus said that. That's why I read it to you. John 14, 21. The Bible says, he who has my commandments and obeys them, it is he who loves me. And because he loves me, my father will love him and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. So when you love God by obeying his word and pleasing him with your life, Jesus Christ himself said, God will begin to show his love to you and I will love you and I will manifest myself to you. You know, it's interesting that people don't get this, but people who refuse to obey the word of God are not qualified to receive the manifestations of Christ in their life. They're not qualified. You know, there's been so much grace teaching that people don't even believe that sin can keep you from the blessings of Christ, literally. This generation is filled with people who do not believe that sin can hold you back from the blessings of Christ. But here in the Gospels, Jesus plainly teaches that if you disobey my commandments, I will not manifest myself to you. But if you obey my commandments, my Father will love you, I will love you, and I'll manifest myself to you. So as you please him with your life in this new year of 2020, get ready for the manifestations of Christ to be made real in your life. What's a manifestation of Christ? Well, I'll give you one, divine healing. Divine healing is a manifestation of Jesus Christ. And as your ways please the Lord, literally. And I mean, we're, we're sitting here in a time of fasting and prayer, diligently seeking the presence of God. And as you diligently seek God, you are qualified and set apart for the manifestations of Christ. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 58 that you should expect your healing to spring forth speedily. Expect your healing to spring forth speedily in the mighty name of Jesus. As you obey God, you are qualified for the manifestations of Christ in your life in Jesus' name. Number five, go to Psalm 1. Five and six are coming from Psalm chapter 1. Psalm 1, and I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 3, one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Listen to this. This is number five, but I'll read you the whole three verses, then we'll talk about it. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of scoffers, but he delights in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Look at verse three. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that bears fruit in every season and its leaf does not wither. And in all that he does, he prospers. In all that he does, he prospers. So number five, the fifth blessing when your life is pleasing unto the Lord is that you will bear fruit in every season of your life. Limitless, put it, put it in the comments like this, limitless fruitfulness. When you please the Lord with your life, it's a promise of the Bible, limitless fruitfulness 
will be in your life. There'll never be a season where you'll not increase. There'll never be a season where you'll not produce fruit. There'll never be a season where you'll not have good things taking place. For the path of the just is a shining light, Proverbs 4.18, that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. And understand this, that as you please the Lord, you will bear fruit in every season. Well, what about when the economy's bad? Doesn't matter. You'll still bear fruit. What about when others are in a drought? Doesn't matter. You'll still bear fruit. You know, Isaac, Isaac pleased the Lord by obeying the Lord when God told him to move to Gerar instead of go to Egypt, Genesis 26. But there was a famine going on in Gerar, but it didn't matter. Isaac still went in obedience to the Lord. And check this out. The Bible says that God led him to sow in that year, in that time of famine. And Isaac was also obedient to sow. And he reaped in that same year a hundredfold. And the Bible says he reaped during a famine when the ground was not producing. And the Bible says he reaped so much that he became very rich. So rich, in fact, that the Philistines envied him. Hallelujah. The Philistines envied him and the king showed up at his house and said, would you please move away because you've become too mighty for us. That's going to be your story in Jesus name. You will produce fruit in a time of famine. You will produce fruit in a time of famine. When others are decreasing, you'll be increasing. When others are decreasing, you'll be increasing in the mighty name of Jesus. Limitless fruitfulness is number five, found in Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Limitless fruitfulness. Number six, let's go on to the next thing it says. Not only will you bear fruit in every season, but it also says in verse 3, and your leaf will never wither. Your leaves will never wither. What does that mean? It means that God has not called you to diminish. God has not called you to decrease. You're not getting weaker and weaker. You're getting stronger and stronger. You're not getting into the place of less and less. You're getting into the place of more and more. And as your life pleases the Lord, catch it, you will not wither. Your leaves will not wither. This is number six. I will never diminish I'll never decrease. I will never diminish or decrease. That's number six. When my, my, my life and my actions, my ways please the Lord, he will never allow me to diminish or decrease in Jesus' name. He will never allow me to diminish or decrease in Jesus' name. As I get older, I get stronger. As I get older, I'm more fruitful. As I get older, I'm more blessed. I will never diminish. I will never decrease in the mighty name of Jesus. But what's the prerequisite? My actions, my ways must please the Lord. My actions and my ways must be pleasing unto the Lord. And that's going to be your story. You'll not see diminish, uh, diminishing returns. You'll not see uh, decrease in your life. But steady increase steady fruitfulness, and you're getting greater than you ever were. I look back at the story of um, Caleb in the Old Testament because Caleb and Joshua went into the promised land and they were the only two to come back with a faith report that we are well able to take the land. But unfortunately, the assembly 
believed the other 10 spies, that it was too much for them, that the giants were too big and that the land was too much for them to take. And so they spent decades outside of their promise because of fear. But listen, 45 years passed from the time that they went in as spies until Caleb stood up to speak. And Caleb said, I've waited 45 years. He said, I'm 85 years old today, but I'm stronger today than when I was 40. So what was he saying? Give me a sword. Let me fight this battle. I'm tired of waiting. I'll go take the promise right now because I'm well able to take this land. I might be 85. I might be 85, but it doesn't matter. I'm stronger now than when I was 40. That's the promise of those whose ways please the Lord. They'll not decrease. They'll not diminish in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And that will be your story. You'll not decrease. You'll not diminish in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Pat Blay. I appreciate you. We love you for sowing a seed. I appreciate that. Thank you for sowing. You'll never diminish. You'll never decrease. You'll never diminish. You'll never decrease. And then finally, let me give you number seven. The seventh powerful blessing of those whose ways please the Lord is that they will prosper in all that they do. They will prosper. People don't realize it, but for a Christian, sin cancels out your prosperity. Holiness is something that stimulates prosperity. Holiness stimulates. That's why Psalm 84.11 says God won't withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Um, What does the Bible say here? If they delight in the law of the Lord, they will prosper in all they do. Flip back to Job 36. One of my favorite verses, Job 36 and verse 11. The Bible says if they listen talking about the people, if they listen and serve God, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantness or pleasures. Look at that, Job 36, 11. If they will only obey and serve God, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in in pleasures. How does this happen? The Bible says God will cause men and women to give into your bosom. God will cause men and women to give into your bosom. You will literally be a magnet for the blessing of God. And people, what does it say in Matthew 6:33? All these things will just be added unto you. How will they be added? Well, God's not going to rain them down from heaven. He will send people to give them to you. And that you know what I like about that? It doesn't just say Christian people. It just says people. That means sinners are coming to bless you. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Sinners are coming to bless you. Prosperity is coming to you supernaturally by the power of God. Hallelujah. You are being uh, magnetized by the Holy Ghost, and it is causing all these things to be added unto you, pleasures to fill your life. Your days will be filled with prosperity and your years with pleasures. I remember one time I was on my couch back when I lived in Virginia recording a video just like this to post to YouTube. And uh, I think it was before we were doing 
uh, any kind of live streaming like this. I was just posting YouTube videos, and I was literally sitting on the couch talking into a camera about the blessing of God about how God will send people to bless you. No lie, this is exactly how it happened. I'm sitting there recording how God will send people to bless you. The, like literally in the middle of my recording, I had to stop it because there was a, a loud knocking on the door and the doorbell started ringing. And so I canceled the recording and I went up to the door and there was my neighbor. And my neighbor was like, Ted, listen, this guy just showed up at my house who sells meats, all like boxes and boxes of meats, sells steak and chicken and, you know, seafood, fish, all this stuff. And he said um, he had a deal going today. And he said, like, if you buy the full out package of all the different meats, he said, then you get actually two sets for the price of one. He said, man, I'm telling you, I can't handle all this. He said, would you take the other set? And so I was like, you know, you didn't have to twist my arm. I'm like, I eat. He was like, yeah. I was like, yes, I will take the other set. And he, and he brought over and I went to get it. And there was all this, a huge box of steaks, you know, and it wasn't just one, one steak. It was like, there were a package of filet mignons. There was a package of ribeye. There was a package of New York strip. Then there was sausages. And then he had hamburgers. And then he had chicken breasts that were marinated. Then he had chicken breasts that were wrapped in bacon. And then he had fish. And then he had seafood. All these things in these boxes. And he's like, could you just take this? He's like, I don't even have room in my house to do the double, the double order. He's like, so I'll buy it, but you just take the, the second free set of all the food. I'm like, yes, Jesus. I took all the boxes, put them into my freezer in the garage, my freezer in the kitchen, and then I get a knock on the door. He goes, listen, I was just thinking about it. He goes, you know what? I just looked in my freezers at the house. He like, I got, I actually got zero room. I have no room. He says, so why don't you just go ahead and take my set too? Then I go back over. He said, take my, I go back and take the steak, take the hamburgers, take the sausage, take the chicken, take the chicken wrapped in bacon, take the shrimp, take the fish, take the seafood and all the way. So I didn't just, he bought all that. Literally, while I'm recording about how God people sends people to bless you, the man bought it. He said, this looks like a deal and bought it with no room in his house to even put it. I said, you know what? I don't need this in, in the first place. Why don't you just take all of it? And literally, I'm sitting in my house having to finish a video on how God sends people to bless you while I'm holding a double portion of blessing in my freezers that I ate for, you know, forever on. I mean, like, you can't eat all that food. It takes forever eating all those steaks and chicken and shrimp and fish and sausage. I mean, I was eating and eating and eating on that stuff forever. Why? Because God sends people to bless you. When a man's ways please the Lord. I said, when a man's ways please the Lord. Hallelujah. Guess what happens? God sends people to bless him. God sends people to bless him. People might look sometimes at the things you have and think, well, I can't believe, I wonder how much he spent on that. Wonder how much she spent on that. People love to judge how you've been blessed. That's true. I mean, that's just people's nature. They love to judge how you've been blessed. I think people would be surprised to find that many of the things that are in my life See, first of all, don't let people judge your harvests because they weren't there when you were sowing your seeds. 
Do you know how many dinners I've bought for people? Do you know how many meals I've purchased for people over the years? Do you know how many tens of thousands of dollars that I've spent buying people's meals and buying food for people and buying food for people overseas and feeding children? I mean, do you know how much money that we've spent over the years, blessing? And God said, you know, and the harvest comes back. I don't know why that didn't come to my house because it takes a seed. And so I think people would be surprised to see, you know, the things that you have that you didn't pay a dollar for, somebody blessed you with. And they're going to sit and judge you. I can't believe that they'd spend money. The watch that I wear that was given to me, given to me, it's a beautiful watch. It's a watch that I love it. I love the brand. I, lo- I love the look. It was exactly what I'd pick out and buy for myself if I went to the jewelry store. And it's a watch that probably costs fifteen to $16,000. And I'm sure when I wear that watch, people are like, oh, he's only in his 30s. And what's he doing wearing a watch like that? Well, he's got to be very irresponsible to go out and pay $15,000 for a watch like that. I didn't pay a dollar for it. I didn't pay a penny for it. Somebody handed it to me and said, God bless you. And I put it on my arm because my ways please the Lord. And when your ways please the Lord, guess what happens? God brings blessing into your life. You will prosper in all that you do. You will prosper in all that you do. And so I'm sitting there and let people judge it if they want. They didn't see the harvests or see the seeds you sow. So they can't judge the harvest that you get weren't there when I gave a Rolex away. I put a Rolex on somebody else's arm and said, the Lord told me to give you this. And before the Rolex was given to me, I gave so many watches away, it blew people's minds. They, they couldn't even believe I was giving it to them. People would come up and say, hey, that's a nice watch. And I'd say, yeah, it is. Here, take it and you wear it and it's yours. And people would be like, no, you're not going to, you're giving me this? Yes, I'm giving it to you because not have me. I remember recently I was telling this story in church that uh, I got into to the shoe game. I was loving sneakers real heavily for a while, and it got to the place where I had 14 pairs of Air Jordans uh, dead stock sitting in boxes in my closet, all kinds of different retro Jordans that I loved. They were awesome shoes. Uh, all the ones that I that I picked out, you know, some of them limited editions, uh, you know, limited releases, and, you know, they're rare to get. Some of them $500, $600 a pair. And I was at a, a, a meeting, in a Holy Ghost meeting, sitting on the front row, and they were receiving a sacrificial offering. And I was just thinking about how God blessed me. And the Lord actually spoke to me, and he said this. He said, what are you doing with all those shoes in your closet? I said, hallelujah, I'm blessed. Thank you, Jesus, I am. I'm overflowing. And then the Lord said this to me from the parable in the, in the Gospels. He said, what are you going to do, tear down your barns and build bigger barns? And I got convicted. I got convicted. I pr- I'm going to pray, Regina, in just a moment. I got convicted. And I called my friend Reese back at the church in, in Margate. And I said, when I come back this Wednesday night, have all the young men that you can find that wear a size 12 shoe meet me in the green room. I'm getting ready to, to give a blessing. I carried them in from my truck, boxes and boxes and boxes of Air Jordans. And I put them in the green room. And then the, the young men came in. I said, pick anything you want. I said, go around the room, take whatever you want to get and take it home. People were like, why are you doing, you know, why are you doing this? You know, why are you doing this? And so literally, blessed, 
Blessed. I just did it on, on New Year's Eve. I had another young man come to my house. He's like, man, I heard you have really nice shoes, Brother Ted. I said, I have nice shoes. And I brought it out. He, he loved Jordans. And I had another pair that I'd gotten. I pulled it out. I said, these are for you. He couldn't believe I was giving them to him. Why? Because not only does God send me uh, people to bless me, God sends me to bless people. That's part of being in the covenant is that God empowers you to be generous, a seed sower. God's not just sending people to bless me. God is empowering me to bless people. I want you to write this in the comment section right now. I don't have needs. I meet needs in Jesus' name. I don't have needs. I meet needs in the mighty name of Jesus. That's the prosperity message. I don't have needs. I meet needs. And that's going to be your story. In 2020, not only are you going to be overwhelmingly prosperous and abundantly blessed because of your faithfulness, but you will meet the needs of others in Jesus' name. You will meet the needs of others, hallelujah, in Jesus' mighty name. And so that's, that needs to be your confession. I don't have needs. I meet needs. Quickly, I want to pray for Regina's husband's going into surgery right now. So can we join our faith together? Let's pray for him. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for Regina McCausland and her husband. And Father, whatever this is that's attacking his body, what's coming against him, I take authority over it in Jesus' name. I pray that the healing hand of God would touch his body. I pray that divine healing would flow through his body even now, that everything would be made right by the power of the Holy Ghost with no issues, that he'll be completely fine, no problems, that he will have a completely healthy body, will live and not die in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and give you praise. That's it. Write it in the comments. I don't have needs. I meet needs. I meet needs. And that's going to be your story. When a man's ways please the Lord, the Bible teaches he will prosper in all that he does. Any woman whose life pleases the Lord, she will prosper in all that she does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah prosper. Can I tell you when it was time for this house to come? God gave us a bigger house than we were renting. And it was exactly what my wife wanted. And uh, it was everything we were believing for. And before it was ever available, I mean, I could tell you the whole supernatural story. I don't have the time, but let me just say this, that the owner before selling it to us dropped the price of the house by a hundred thousand dollars and then gave me $15,000 cash. The owner did a, an attorney from Miami and just supernaturally. Are you telling me that in one of the nicest neighborhoods in South Florida, one of the nicest areas to live nicest towns, nicest cities in, in South Florida, that these houses that go off the market like this, it's going to sit there and wait for me for two years. And then before I buy it, the owner says, let's go ahead and drop the thing $100,000 and let's give this young man $15,000. Are you telling me that that's a coincidence or does it happen that when a man's ways please the Lord, then the Bible says in all that he does, he will prosper. Hallelujah. In all that he does, he will prosper. In Jesus' name. And it's not, uh, God doesn't have any desire to just meet your needs. He's taking you into the overflow. He's taking you into the overflow so that you'll meet other people's needs by the power of God. You'll never diminish. You'll never decrease. And you will prosper in all that you do. When your ways please the Lord. One of the ways, and we've been doing it, fasting and prayer are pleasing unto the Lord. The study of his word is pleasing unto him. 
when you are faithful to church and you attend the house of God and you're there praising and worshiping, that's pleasing unto the Lord. And obviously, as we do what I've been just teaching on, as you sow seed, you are pleasing the Lord. That is one of the commands of God that ensures that you will be blessed. And I'm, I'm praying. There's a reason I told all these testimony stories is because I want your faith to be built that these same types of testimonies will come to pass in your life in Jesus' name. And on this Friday, I'm going to encourage you by faith to sow a financial seed that's going to bring you into overflow. A man's ways please the Lord. One of the ways that we've got to please him, remember this, because see, this is understood in Psalm 1. He delights himself in the laws of the Lord. One of the irrefutable supernatural laws of the kingdom is the law of sowing and reaping. There is no harvest that comes outside of a seed that is planted. And so, Don, if you'd help me pop that on the screen, I want to encourage every one of you to sow a seed today. You can do it multiple ways. You can put hashtag donate in the comment section if you're on Periscope or Facebook. You can use Cash App if you'd like. The cash tag is MWGive. Um, info at MiracleWord.com. That is the email address if you'd like to give via PayPal. And, of course, you can give or partner monthly on MiracleWord.com. And every month you can stand with Carolyn and me as we go around the world preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and seeing souls saved. You know what's encouraged me about this revival? Uh, there's been people saved every single service uh, in this revival, and it makes me happy to see people serving the Lord. And uh, if you'd like to send a check, you can send it, uh, make it, make it available to Miracle Word Ministries, and that's P.O. Box 65116, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23467. That address also is on the website at the footer of every page. And so I want to encourage you to step out. Thank you, Britt, for sewing. Thank you, uh, Pat, for sewing. Those that are stepping out. For every person that sews $100 or more this month, we are going to send you this wonderful and powerful book entitled God's Chosen Fast. This is one of the most powerful books that has ever been written on the subject of fasting and prayer. For, for every Pentecostal that's interested that sows $100 or more this month, we're going to be sending you God's Chosen Fast by Dr. Arthur Wallace, and it'll open your eyes to things you've never seen and never known about fasting and prayer, and it'll build your faith. For every person that sows $100 or more and you'd like to receive this, go to that web address on the screen, miracleword.com forward slash offer and claim this gift this month if you'd like to have it sent to you. There's a form that you can fill out and you can tell us how you sowed your seed and then you can claim this gift. For every person that sows $1,000 or more, we're not only going to be sending you this book in the mail, but we're also going to be sending you a genuine leather New Living Translation Bible that I will make out to you from me to tell you that we love and appreciate you. And so I thank every person that's standing with Carolyn and myself as we're ministering around the world. We really love and appreciate all of you for being a part of Miracle Word Ministries. And so I want to say a big thank you to not only people that are sowing, but those that are sowing monthly, especially that you felt in your spirit. Because I want to say something, you're an answer to our prayers. You personally are an answer to our prayers. We asked God, we said, Lord, yes. Uh, no, you don't have to, Daniel. If, for those that have sown a thousand or more in the month, you don't have to claim that we're going to, we're going to make sure you get the Bible. So don't worry, it, it'll come to you. 
But the reason that you're an answer to my prayers, I asked the Lord and so did Carolyn. We said, God, I pray that you would send to us a mighty army of people who are not ashamed of your gospel, who are not ashamed of the moving of the Holy Spirit, who love these type of revival meetings, that will that you'll put a burden in their heart and in their spirit to stand up in these final moments of time and to partner with this ministry as we touch this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you will bless us and that you will join this family to us. We've been calling you our miracle word, mighty men and women. That's the family. Just like David had mighty men that were attached to his uh, life and ministry, we're asking God to send us mighty men and women that will stand to remove every giant that the enemies tried to set up in this generation and to bring people to Christ, to bring healing to those that are sick, to bring deliverance to the captives. We had a powerful testimony here just a couple nights ago. There was a precious senior saint that was in the audience, and uh, she came down to have hands laid on her. She could barely walk. She was on a cane, could barely get down. And the power of God touched her in that service as we laid hands on her. She gave Pastor Merrick the testimony the next day. She woke up with so much strength that without her cane, she went out and walked a mile. <laughs> I think she was close to 80, if not 80, or, or older. And she said, I felt so much strength as the Lord healed my body, left my cane behind, went out and walked a mile. And she came to church and gave the testimony to Pastor Merrick. People are being touched. It's amazing to see. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate that. It's amazing to see what God's doing in this generation. And people are hungry for it. And I'm, I've made up my mind, I'm going to be a part of what God's doing. I'm not going to lay back. I'm not going to slack off. I'm going to press into the anointing and watch, watch God move in this generation before Jesus comes back. And if you feel that same burden that I feel, if you feel that same fire in your belly that I feel, it's because you're one of God's mighty men and women as well. And so I want to encourage you, if you feel that same vision, if you feel that same call, take a step of faith and partner with this ministry at MiracleWord.com. Take a step of faith and partner. I think back at the beginning of this week, Letty gave her testimony, and it really blessed me. I didn't even know that, Letty. If you're still watching, I didn't even know that fully, fully that testimony. But she said, you know, she felt in her spirit after she got saved about four or five months ago up in Massachusetts in our revival. She said, I felt to partner with your ministry at $10 a week, $10 a week. And she said, now she's at $200 a month, which goes out, becomes $50 a week. $200 a month. How did that happen? Thank you, Letty. How did that happen? It happened because she was faithful. She felt a fire in her belly. And I'm so thankful. I saw the video just this last week. She was baptized in water at her local church at Crossroads Community there, Pastor Brian Tomes. And it's a powerful thing. But look how quickly God saw the heart and the fire of somebody and said, you know what? I've seen in her heart she's a sower. I'm going to give seed to the sower. And in just this short period of time. God increased her. You look at that. That's powerful. That is powerful. That's how God uses people. And that's how God will bless his people. So if you feel that same power, if you see that, feel that same fire, then step in and become a part of what's happening here at Miracle Word. I'm going to tell you, it's amazing because we've branched out. Not only are we doing these crusades and online and everything with Miracle Word, but my wife has launched Nonstop Mom. And there's now close to 2,000, or now it's over 2,000 women every week that are receiving 
And, of course, Carolyn's back, by the way, with a new podcast this last week. There's another one coming out today. Uh, she's releasing these podcasts, videos, everything to bless the women of God. And if you've not gotten to be a part of it yet, go to nonstopmom.net. Nonstopmom.net. And get involved with, with what God's doing in all these Holy Ghost women. There's a private Facebook group that you can become a part of where they'll do live streams. My wife teaches. My wife does giveaways for the ladies. So we're blessing them. But then we just launched in November Miracle Word Kids. And now we're touching the kids of this nation, other nations, with the power of the gospel, getting them involved in faith and the anointing at a young age. And it's been amazing to see them joining us from all over in these Bible reading missions um, from other nations as well as America. So we're doing everything we can we can to impact every age group with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you're a part of that. So I want to say a big thank you. A big thank you. And uh, I love you guys. Tomorrow, Lord willing, in the plan of God, I'll be flying from Atlanta to uh, New York City. And Sunday evening, I'm starting in the Bronx in New York City. And uh, the services begin at 730 and I'll be preaching, starting to speak around 9 p.m. So if you're anywhere close, New England, New York, part of that region of America, New York City, New England, I'd like to see you. And all the directions and address and everything is on the website at MiracleWord.com. And uh, you can get directions to the church and come be a part of the meetings. I'm there Sunday through Wednesday at this powerful it's it's a really a convention that's going to last 21 days they're just having me for these four days but i'm a part of this 21 day convention that they're doing at the church it's going to be powerful i can't wait to see what god's going to do and then this coming friday night a week from today january the 17th i'll be joining my father in raleigh north carolina at the raleigh convention center and it's a one night miracle meeting you don't want to miss this got the whole band coming we're going to have a holy ghost meeting people are going to be saved people are going to be healed and delivered by the power of God. So if you're anywhere close to Raleigh, North Carolina, and I mean within four to five hours, get in a car and drive. It'll be worth the drive to come be a part of what God's doing on this Friday night miracle service, January the 17th. Details are online. I love you guys so much. Appreciate you joining me every single day. I will be back again with you very soon. Of course, we're going live tonight at 7 p.m. for the final scheduled service of this revival here at World Harvest Church in Roswell, Georgia. Don't miss tonight. It's family blessing night. If you're close, be in the church. Be in the church. Something different when you're here live in the service. But if there's no way you can join us here in the church, we'll be live on Facebook at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and you will not want to miss what God's going to do tonight. I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining me again today, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Have a blessed weekend. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.